this Paging me at 546 in the morning Crack of dawning, now I'm yawning Wipe the cold out my eye See who's this paging me and why Hello, welcome to season two of the Let's Talk Wrestling podcast As always, I'm your host Kelby Bachman If you haven't already, go check out my new website You can view the latest episode, fan favorites And even submit a question to our future guests you can visit the website at Let's Talk Wrestling Podcast.my.canva.site. You can also find the link in the show notes. The song you just heard is Warning by the Notorious B.I.G., and it is also the walkout song for the next guest on the show, Cody Kingery. Cody qualified all four years for the Iowa High School State Tournament while wrestling for Underwood High School. He placed three times, which included a runner-up finish as a senior. After spending a year at Nebraska Kearney, Cody transferred to Iowa Western Community College and became an All-American. He now coaches at Trainer High School and has already led them to new heights, qualifying a school record six wrestlers for the state tournament this past year. The future is bright for this guy. So please sit back, relax, and enjoy Cody Kingery. What are you up to? Where are you headed? Uh, just heading home right now. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Where, where do you live at nowadays? Uh, I live uh, uh, just between Underwood and McClellan. Okay. Yeah. Coaching? Yep. Yep. Coaching at trainer. How's that going? Pretty good. Uh, last year was my first year as a assistant coach, and um, I was, I don't know. I was kind of skeptical about it because it was it's it was that trainer and you know I'm I'm an Underwood guy so everybody <laughs> everybody was giving me a hard time about it because there's kind of a little bit of a rivalry going on but not so much anymore so uh, no I kind of just went with it um, but now some changes are going to be made this year um, not so much changes on paper but. Uh, kind of changes in how the program's going to be ran and uh, I'm going to kind of be in charge of the boys and the head coach from last year is going to be in charge of the girls. Right on. Okay. Are you ready? You feel ready? Take the reins? Uh, I told them at first that I wasn't ready. I, I said I I could do without. Um, but I, uh, I don't know. I kind of just we our candidates that we had just weren't weren't really responding so i was like that's it i'll do it I'll rather do it than have some somebody else come in and do it yeah right on well appreciate the honesty there that like you know a lot of people right. would probably do the opposite and be like yeah i'm ready even though they're not ready uh, I, I don't really want to be a head coach but i mean really yeah no how come? Um, too much, too much authority, I guess. Too much authority. Too much, uh, too much admin stuff. Um, I don't know. A lot of politics come with it. Mm-hmm. I'd rather just be. I'd rather be an assistant that shows some technique and gets to beat up on the guys every day. <laughs> oh, that's an inter- That's that's a cool perspective. Yeah, you know, like you don't realize all the other stuff that a head coach goes through and yep. you just, you just want to be able to, yeah, basically just focus on wrestling and right. improve the kids. Do you still, you still wrestle with the kids? Yeah. I, uh, I just, I wrestled with my heavyweight all season. He's about six, four, 200, 
sixty pounds. I'm I'm only about five eleven, six foot, and uh, weigh about 180, 175, Wrestling him all wow. season. Yeah. How'd that go? Oh, it's fine. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was it was all right. There's a few few times he got me, got me <laughs> times, but that's. <laughs> Wrestling with my intention isn't go in and just beat the crap out of them. Like I want to, I want to beat on them to the point where they fight back. I don't right. want just to lay down and oh crap, I'm getting my ass kicked. You know, no, they. Uh, I push them to the point where they're like, okay, I need to, I need to fight back, and that's when you know, that's when you know you have a a chip on your shoulder. You got a little, you got a little warrior in that guy if he, if he starts fighting back. Yeah. How'd you learn that and, you know, to put that into your coaching rather than because when when you're wrestling and, you know, you're competing, you're you tend to want to beat up on the guy. You know, you're in in the practice room. Yeah. So how'd you kind of change that mindset? Um, well, I guess just my coaches used to do the same thing. I knew they weren't going 100 percent on me like like <laughs> Joe. When I, when I used to wrestle Joe Stevens, like mm. at practice, so I wrestled him in practice from freshman to senior year, like all the time I used to wrestle with him. And I knew, I knew some days he wasn't going a hundred percent, but he was, he'd get me to the point where he'd piss me off and, and I'd, <laughs> fight, I'd fight back and he, uh, he would pretty much praise me for it. Mm. Like well, I remember my, my my senior year, he tore his ACL. And um, he was wrestling with the heavyweight, and he he said he didn't even like get landed on or nothing. He just planted wrong on it and twisted and tore his ACL. My whole senior year, he waited till after to get his ACL uh, done. So he could wrestle me at practice. So he'd just wear a brace, wrestle me at practice mm-hmm. my whole senior year, and then uh, he'd fall over a few times and scream and yell and cuss. But he's tough son of a bitch. <laughs> Didn't and you know you you dealt with some injuries too. You know were you were you injured at all your senior year? Um, no, I wasn't. I wasn't injured at all. I was. Uh, I actually. I was ineligible um, okay. for the sec- first first of the second half of the season. I uh, I failed chemistry, but we kind of played it off. We didn't anybody we didn't want anybody to know about what was going on. Mm-hmm. So we kind of we played it off as if I was injured or if I was going through something or if I was sick. You know, we just we kind of just played it off, and uh, I trained I trained that whole time I was out. I I was mm-hmm. eligible. I became eligible the day of sectionals. So no kidding. Lucky. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cause you still came into the state tournament. I think you're 31 and three. Yeah. So you still had a lot of matches. Yeah. We wrestled a lot the first half of the season. We, okay. I mean, we used to, my fresh through my freshman senior year, we used to wrestle a lot of matches and Joe, yeah. Joe today tells me, he's like, I regret that. He's like, mm-hmm. Because you guys don't need to wrestle that much, or he doesn't have them do it now. Mm-hmm. 
How did you feel as a wrestler? Like, you know, obviously from a coach's perspective is one thing, but what about you? Did you feel like it was too many? Um, no, I, I guess when I'm thinking back, I don't ever, um, I never thought it was too many just because it was already set. And right. Like you're, you already have in your mind. Okay. Let's go. Like time to wrestle time to go. <laughs> it was just a constant around the clock deal where I remember the month of January, we'd have, um, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, the whole month. Wow. Yeah. It was, it was rough. It was rough yeah. on the weight cut. I should say. Yeah. I was going to say, did you cut a lot of weight? Um, my freshman year, I cut 20 pounds. And then I think the rest of throughout high school was like 10 to 15. Yeah. Yeah. I hardly cut any my senior year. Yeah. Um, how are you on the, the AAU circuit? I'll kind of start there to see, you know, did you wrestle yeah. when you were younger? Yeah, I did. Um, I mean, looking back and trying to remember, um, I don't have much of a memory about it, but <laughs> I, used to, I, I used to have some stout brackets, some tough competition when I was in AAU. Mm -hmm. Um, like I remember when I was really young, um, some names like Dan Kelly and Stephen Holloway. Um, those guys were in my bracket when we were real young. Mm -hmm. When I started getting up to middle school, it was like Spencer Deerfield, um, Dalton Fulkert, Stephen Holloway still, um, Evan Hansen. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Yep. Evan. Let's see, me and me and Evan actually, we were practice partners for most of our childhood. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that you wrestled in yeah. your sophomore year in high school. In the quarters. Yeah, that's the. Yeah, that's a, <laughs> a match. I wish I could have back. Yeah. How how did you do in AAU State? We'll get to the Evan Hansen match, but how, how'd you do in AU State? Man, I think the highest I ever placed was fourth or third. I used yeah. to, yeah, I used to medal. I used to up on a medal stand and medal, but uh, yeah, I, if I remember right, I think the best I only did was like third or fourth. Yeah. Did anyone else in your family wrestle? Like, or how yeah. did you pick up? I mean, my dad wrestled till he was a sophomore um my grandpa his dad um he passed away when i was two but he wrestled he wrestled for iowa school for the deaf back oh, in the really? day okay yeah he, he was deaf so he went to isd and yeah he used to wrestle there wrestled his whole his whole childhood and then when he quit after his sophomore year um but then yeah i remember i think when i was five or six he had me wrestling competing <laughs> yeah. did you do any other sports growing up or even in high school um yeah i i did baseball and uh track and football and um what else soccer i did all the sports yeah 
you know, every little boy wants it. But my true, true love was football. Football, huh? Yeah. And wrestling. Yeah, yeah I love football. Too. I wish I was big enough and I wish our school was good enough. But you weren't very, very good. Yeah. I mean, you're 5'11", almost six foot. I mean, that's that's fringe football playing height, you know? Probably is. Yeah. You know? yeah. I was D-end and running back. Dang. Yeah. I was pretty fast with the football in my hands. That's I remember all the – in high school, the track coaches always wanted me to go out for track. And I was like, nope. No way. <laughs> they, were like, they were like, why? I said, well, one, this is – prime freestyle greco season and two i i'm not running around in an oval <laughs> put a football in my hand let me run straight down the field and that's, yeah. that's about as fast as you're gonna get me oh so what your underwood was wasn't very good at football then no 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 we were some tough guys on the team and we would compete, but man, it seemed like we could just never put it together. Um, never put it together and, and play, play how we should have been playing. Cause yeah. there were some, some games like we were competing with the best of them. And then in other games, it was like, what the fuck was that? So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So um, what expectations, you know, I'm curious with, you had some success when you were younger, what expectations did you have when you kind of went to high school for wrestling? Like, were you starting to really like summer wrestling, Greco freestyle, were you starting to really do that when you were getting into high school? Um, yeah, I did it my seventh grade year. I was a triple crown winner. Um, wow. I won, won USA state freestyle and Greco state. Um, and then my eighth grade year um, in junior high football, I broke my wrist. I got tackled and hand went all the way back and snapped. And Oof. Uh, so we, I went through the healing process for that. And that was right before wrestling season. I came into wrestling season and um, just kind of taped it up. So I was having some pain and rustling. I wrestled the man i wrestled some duels and a few tournaments and i just was not like my wrist was not great it hurt every single time i wrestled every time i was in practice and my dad's sitting there calling me pussy and <laughs> and so finally you know my parents were like well maybe let's go back to the doctor maybe something you know maybe there's something more and yeah i tore some cartilage in my wrist too when i when i break yeah. so i I had to go through a, another month and a half of recovery and I was just out the rest of the, the wrestling season. So I didn't, I did I hardly wrestled at all my eighth grade season. And, uh, so I, I was kind of nervous coming into high school. I was like, man, taking, taking most of the year off and coming in as a freshman in a tough room. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I had a, a lot of nerves for that, but I just, I ran, I didn't play football my freshman year. I ran cross country. Which, really? Yeah. I'll never do again. <laughs> Why? Why'd you do that? It, did that kind of scare you a little bit? Um, um play football. Me and my dad decided it probably wouldn't be a good idea to play football. 
and risk doing any more further injury mm-hmm. just to heal and then maybe do maybe do cross country to get me in shape for wrestling since I hadn't really been doing anything. Mm-hmm. So I was lifting, lifting in the mornings with Joe, uh, six 30 every morning bef- before school. And then I'd have cross country practice after school. Yeah. <laughs> How'd you do? Were you any good? I had one, one good race. The rest of them, I just fucked. I would, I would kind of, try to keep up with my teammates and then I was like, nah, I'm good. Get a job. <laughs> but there was one the the one good one I had because it was cold and rainy. And we're wearing these freaking tank tops and shorts. Mm-hmm. It's cold. I didn't bring anything warm to wear. I'm like, motherfucker, it's cold. <laughs> cold and rainy and we're running through these woods. Uh, I can't remember where it was at. But uh I got twenty seventh that day. I was running so fast. <laughs> Were you varsity? Yeah, yep. 27,300. Yeah. (laughs) All because it was cold and rainy. Yeah, my coach was like, well, maybe it should be cold and rainy at every meet. (laughs) That's funny. (laughs) Um, I also noticed your your high school team or your high school Underwood has a trap shooting team. Yeah, yep. What? I've never... I don't know if I've really ever heard of that. Yeah, I participated on that a couple what, of years. What, like, when is the season for it? Like, kind of tell tell me a little bit about that. Around springtime, they start up. Um, I only did a couple of years of it, like freshman, sophomore year, I think. But that's when I started really picking up in freestyle Greco. Mm-hmm. Was after those two years. Um, but yeah. Trap shooting is just going out and shooting some pigeons, clay pigeons. Yeah. And yeah, we go out and practice in a little town of, well, I don't know where they practice now, but we used to have a little, there's a little farmstead out in BB town. We'd all go out and practice. Some of the dads were coaches and mm-hmm. um, yeah, it was a blast. We'd go out there and practice and our, the dads would tell us what we're doing wrong and stuff. And then we'd have some meets. Um, or what? Where were the meets? I don't remember where the meets were. Some, maybe the backside of the airport or something over in Omaha. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we used, yeah, <laughs> it was fun. It was a lot of fun. How many did you have on your team? Oh, I can't. I don't remember. It was it. It ranged. I think there was you know, some like, like a big team or a little team or. I think it was it ranged in ages. Like I think there was some younger kids on the team too. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. So interesting. Because yeah, I mean, I'm from Eastern Iowa. We didn't have that. We didn't know. Right. Yeah. I don't know if I've really ever heard of that. The well, it was it was just starting out back when I was in high school, and then mm-hmm. I, I think now it's a lot, a lot of. Uh, I think it's a bigger deal now. Yeah. 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 So you're going into your freshman year, and you you actually were kind of nervous. You oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, I. I had a senior, um, Mike Novotny at forty at one forty five, and I was around. I was weighing one fifty eight, one sixty, coming mm-hmm. in as, and uh, 
I was like, oh, I'm going to cut to 45 and I guess I'll just be JV and I'll, I'll try to wrestle Mike off, but he's, he's tough. I grew up with Mike, so I knew, I knew who he was and his style, but he was ineligible for the first half of the season. I can't remember, can't remember if it was grades or if he got an MIP or something, something, something like that. Mm-hmm. But I was 45, like Joe told me, you're going to be 45 so be ready like let's let's do this thing i wrestled with drake fansaw senior every day i used to come home my dad was like you just need to tell your teachers that you're getting your ass kicked at wrestling practice so they don't think i'm beating your ass at home because i come (laughs) i come come home with black eyes and bloody lips and jeez really oh yeah i got beat up yeah every day you can ask i was talking to joe about this with my buddy's kid at practice this season i went to pick up my buddy's kid from christmas break practice at underwood and my buddy's kid's a freshman he's having a rough year as a Mm -hmm. freshman i was trying to talk to him like hey i same thing my freshman year I, i didn't get a single takedown in the practice room my my freshman year and joe's like true story (laughs) <laughs> true story but no i no i think i did I, I got a few takedowns on some guys like easy guys in practice and joe would never let me take him down and then i had that <laughs> had a senior drake fan so yeah they would they would pummel me pretty good but my i don't know i don't i don't regret any of that and i don't for that that i mean i'm a big believer in beating the crap out of somebody and you're either gonna make them or break them mm-hmm. so that's was there, was there ever a point that you were close to being broken oh yeah definitely yeah there's there's adversity that you face and it's a mental aspect where you're like is this really worth it is this really worth it going in here every day and getting the shit kicked out of you and <laughs> just hurting or is this gonna this kind of is something good going to come out of this. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I, uh, I thank those guys for that today because yeah. that definitely, definitely prepared me. Cause I even I did a huge thing where Joe was like, all right, Mike's coming back. He's going to be eligible the second half. Um, what do you want to do? Like, you know, wrestle him off. Um, you, you want to be JV now? Like you've been wrestling pretty good, wrestling pretty tough. He's like, there's a chance you can beat Mike or he goes 38's wide open. We cut a few more pounds and be 38. A few. Is it seven pounds? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, for the better of the team, the lineup, it would have been a lot. It was it just made made it better if I cut to 38. So I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll cut down to 38. And Joe's like, all right, you said you're going to do it. So we're going to do it. And I remember, um, I think it was a two nights or a night before the WIC conference. Cause back, back when I was a freshman, you had to make scratch before Christmas break. Otherwise you didn't get your two pound allowance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so me and Joe were in the locker room one night, had the showers going on high. It was hot and steamy in there, had the Airdyne bike. We're going a minute on, minute off. We went for like maybe an hour doing that. Oh and, yeah, just so I could get down to 38. And I looked like a freaking skeleton. Yeah. <laughs> I was 
Yep. So did but, you make scratch before Christmas break? Yeah, I made it. I, yeah. And and then you probably so you probably made scratch at 138 and you wrestled 145 that day. Yeah. Yep. I was back up. <laughs> I can only imagine. I, I did that once my I think it was my freshman year. I weighed in at 112 back when they had the weights like that. And I wrestled 119 because I wanted my two pounds too. Yeah. So I did the same thing. Yeah, it was it was brutal. <laughs> I don't miss that shit. <laughs> no. no. Did did was there any talk of like yeah, did you ever think like maybe I should stay here, you know, cuz you probably were gaining confidence as you were winning and and whatnot at 145 like I mean that was probably a tough decision, you know, like yeah, after wrestling was. a whole year and wrestling tough like it just kind of sucks that now this guy's going to come in and throw a wrench into things kind of. Right. Yeah, no, it's it, it was a tough decision but I mean, I think if I'm looking back on it, I think me and Joe and I think my dad, we, we all kind of looked at the names of who was at each weight class and how I was going to be an aspect. And is, could we get Mike down to 38 or, you know, so Mike, there was no chance that Mike was, was going to go 38. He's a, he's a, there's no way you're going to make him go 38 over a freshman. So, uh, no, I just, I knew it would gain me a lot of respect if I just went ahead and did it and, mm-hmm. and competed that, at that weight. And I did, I did well at 38. I, I knew the tough competition that was at 38. Like, um, one of them was Darian Earl Beck from Tri Center. Um, I remember he, we were, our first time wrestling was at Wick and Joe was prepping me for that match while I was doing my weight cut, <laughs> like he was just prepping me to be ready for him because we knew he was going to be tough. And yeah, I, as a freshman, I think he was, can't remember if he was a junior or senior as a freshman, but no, I, I whooped him right there at Wick to really? try center. Yep. At 138, too, right? Yeah. Wow. Yep. How come you didn't go up a weight? Did you say somebody was at the weight above you at 152? Yeah, I think that was uh, David Athey. Okay. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It just didn't make sense for me to go up to 52. I would have been kind of kind of lean and small at that weight class. Yeah. So, How'd you feel at 38? Because that's – I know your coach Joe there said it was just a few pounds, but seven pounds and you were already probably sucking, what, 15 or so to get down to 145 at least. I thought yeah, you said I was, 60 before – yeah, I was sucking about fifteen. So, so yeah, I cut cut a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt it. It was it was painful. It sucked, sucked big time. But uh, my descent plan allowed it, and um, I know it was probably a major factor at the state tournament. Yeah, uh, I mean, I competed well. At uh, the team state duels, um, we made it all the way to the finals. Had that crushing thing happen to us where we lost. And uh, the next day at the individual tournament, I was just like, just, I don't know if it was that, us losing in the finals the day before and then coming over and trying to compete. I lose first match. Um, I don't know, on that second backside match, I was like, I just I could have beat the kid, but I looked mm-hmm. at 
before, and Joe Joe knows this too because <laughs> he he was pissed. <laughs> I, I looked at the score and looked at the time. I was like, "Is it worth it? Is it worth? <laughs> is it worth it to make weight again tomorrow? Is it?" Is it I was like, fuck this. I'm mm-hmm. losing. Yeah. That freshman body. Yeah, you know, I you you think about it and like when somebody says that, you're like, oh my gosh, what's wrong with you? Like, but man, they don't understand the grind that it's been and what you all you've gone through and state duels and everything. And yeah, like it's at some point you're just you're faced with that decision, you know? And I I'm sure a lot of guys out there have done the same thing. They might not admit it like you do, right? I, I'll be honest. I know I have. I can specifically remember a time I have. Yeah, I remember I gained 17 pounds that night in one night. <laughs> what What was your diet that night? Just Mountain Dew and chicken wings. Uh, I I don't remember drinking like I don't remember pounding the fluids that much. I was pounding the food. I know we went to after. After we left the arena, we went to Applebee's and I got like cheeseburger. I think I got an appetizer, but I don't remember. But I got cheeseburger, fries, a chocolate milkshake, my drink I had. I get back to the hotel and the hotel had like one of those stores right next to the front desk. Oh, yep, yep. Mm-hmm. It up down there. <laughs> Whatever you can think of. Well, I mean, and then in another aspect, some people like, all right, you paid your dues kind of, you know, I guess like, there you go. You cut the weight, you put the work in, you got respect from everybody. And so then next year it was your year, Yep. you know, and that's when the Evan Hansen match happened. Had you wrestled him quite a bit? Obviously, uh, since you were practice partners, did you wrestle him like in tournaments and stuff? We were growing up. We used to wrestle a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and he always got the best of me when we were growing up. He always, always beat me. He's always one step ahead of me. Mm-hmm. Um, then we started, we became practice partners at uh, Golden Eagles with Keith Massey. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't remember as much wrestling with him in practice. I think we, we used to wrestle quite a bit in practice, but there's one. We one day tri center tournament, both same weight. Um, I don't know what happened that day. I I I turned a corner and I beat him, and, and that was a that was a sight because I I think I remember his old man picking him up by the by the top of his head his hair picking him up off the mat, and um, what. Yeah, yeah, his his old fist, his old man was pretty upset that he lost to me. Mm-hmm. And ever since then, we didn't wrestle ever again because he was cutting a serious amount of weight. Like when we were younger in middle school, he was cutting so much weight, and it was like almost unhealthy. Like I was like, man, is this kid ever gonna grow because of all the weight he's cutting? Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, sophomore year. We we're at the same weight and matched up in the in the quarters, and I was I was ready for that match. I was I knew what was coming, and I knew what I needed to do. Mm-hmm. And it came down to the wire. We we were actually tied up. We went to overtime. Mm-hmm. And you went to victory, like 
top and bottom ride, right? <clears throat> no. Mm-mm. No. no what, what happened was uh, getting our stances ready for overtime. Whistle blows. Boom. He shoots in on a, just a shitty shot. Just horrible. And I'm he gets underneath me, teeters me up. He crossed. He goes to cross my legs over. I know what I'm doing underneath. I'm getting ready for him to cross my legs over. He crosses my legs. He doesn't clear my leg up over his head. So okay. kind of scissor across his forehead. My legs do. And ref no. blows. So I'm thinking stalemate. I get up, get ready to go again. And the ref's like, match is over. I'm like, what? He's like, it's over. You scissored the head. And Joe was flipping out. He was wow. flipping out. Cause I didn't lock my legs or nothing. This, the way my legs got lined up, it looked like a scissor over the head over right across his forehead. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, Joe flipped out <laughs> He goes, he didn't even do it. Cause Joe knew what I was doing. He knew what yeah. I was going to, when he tried throwing my leg over the other side. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I was, I lost by one technical violation point. Wow. Yep, and then he goes on to win state. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you finish eighth, you know, which I'm sure didn't feel good at the time, but to come back after that loss and win, you know, they always say that's the toughest, that's one of the toughest matches is after, you know, is that you lose, and if you win, you place, because coming off a loss, you know, yeah. and that guy's coming off a win, but you were able to, you were able to win, you know? Yeah, yeah it was... Um, I overcome a lot that day. I was, I was super irritated. I think I was even the match after that. I was losing. Mm-hmm. I remember right. I was losing that match, and then Joe's like, "Wake the fuck up!" And I was like, <laughs> "Yep." Um, did that fuel you like into the next year, or like how did that loss kind of? Oh, yeah, that definitely fueled me into the next year. I remember – I don't remember it so much my freshman year, but I remember my sophomore year through my senior year every season, every day at practice, Joe would always tell me, you're going to be a state champ this year. You're going to be a state champ this year. And I truly believed it and – truly worked my hardest in practice and trained so hard. Like I, I didn't have the quality practice partners. I should, I, I, my freshman year and sophomore year. Yes, kind of, Mm -hmm. but my junior and senior year, not really. I didn't, I didn't have anybody that could really push me because when I, when I trained and when I wrestled, it was at a high intensity, high paced. I can never do like a slow pace, slow type of drill or anything. Like I was always high intensity, high pace, ready to go. Mm-hmm. And uh, used to hurt a lot of kids in practice. And that's why Joe was mainly have to. <laughs> and um, uh, so that next year going into my junior year, I was, I was ready. No, like, I think I had a, I, what happened my junior year? Junior year, let's see, was that the first year of the MAC in America Center Tournament? I think oh, it was. Oh, that's in Council Bluffs? 
Yes. Yes, it was. It was the first year of that. It's a big tournament. Council Bluffs Classic. Yeah, that was year. And um, I remember that was going to be like a true test to see where I was at. And uh, I made it all the way to the finals. And I had a kid from Minnesota, Tortino Grace. He was uh, he was already like a two or three time state champ. And uh, I thumped him, thumped him pretty really? good. Yeah, I, I took it to him. He was a long, lengthy guy. Um, he loved it when he tried to get it on a high crotch or something. He'd just try to scoot around you. Yeah. Yeah, he was he was pissed. <laughs> Didn't make it happen to me. I was just getting on that shot, come up high with it, come up high with his leg, get down. And, yeah, that was a true test. That really drove me after that win. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, I don't know – trying to think back to state now just leading up to it i I think like one or two losses leading up to state um but man i'm trying to think now i remember i think i had a kid from ogden first round he was pretty tough pretty tough kid i'm trying to think who my loss was to second round yeah it's hard to remember everything yeah it was all it's all now but yeah i i remember my junior here crushed me crushed me when i lost i I think it was the quarterfinals i was notorious for losing in the quarterfinals (laughs) when did you believe in so real quick you said that joe would come up to you every day and say that you're going to be a state champ. Like at first were you like, okay, Joe, or did you always believe him? Or was there a period, you know, where you kind of like, okay, you started to really believe. I questioned it a little bit. My like sophomore year, I was like, okay, like, sure. (laughs) Whatever you say. And, um, but didn't deter me or anything like from my training or anything like that. Um, but then I really started to believe like after my sophomore year and into my junior year. And what made it the the hardest is the amount of respect and the love I had for Joe when you wouldn't reach that expectation that he had, you know, that, that dream he had for you envisioned it just crushed you it was like man i let him down big time Mm -hmm. but i mean he made it a lot easier knowing that we were probably crushed now if we didn't live up to what he dreamed for us like he had that same thing back when he was in school so that kind of helped when he would explain that to us same thing happened to him when he was in high school. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, he was in the final. He's time finalist. How many? Three time finalist. And never got it done. It's tough. Your, your, your junior year, it was Tyler Donovan. Yeah. Yep. Supportive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Lost him by one or two. And that yep. year, Tucker Black was yep. champion. 
Now I remember yep, over no irons. But yeah, yeah. I mean, on the backside, you rattle off, you know, four straight wins, take third, you know, as opposed to the year before where you got eighth. Right. No? Yep. Yep. That's one thing in my career. I never wanted to take a step back. I never mm-hmm. wanted to fall back down the ladder. I just wanted to keep climbing it. And that's, that's what I did, even in college. I didn't, I was at Kearney my freshman year in um, red shirt, red shirt at Kearney and didn't fit in there and just didn't feel like home. So I came back and I went to Iowa Western and qualified for nationals my freshman year and kind of had a concussion I was dealing with. Uh, I got it, the qualifier. So I just, I, I wasn't myself like mentally and wasn't into it and I got beat out my freshman year and then sophomore year I was a whole different animal I was I had a thirst I was ready to I even Watts I remember same thing same scenario Watts is like you ready to be a national champ mm-hmm. he's like that's you he's like nobody and yeah I had a tough first round match at nationals. This kid from Idaho, same strength, same strength as me, same brute. It was a, it was a brawl. It was almost like a fist fight. <laughs> the whole match was almost a fist fight. And then I just was tired out, I guess, still from that match. And second, second round, I'm beating this kid, like just kind of coasting through this match. And I'm lazy in an over-under situation thinking, no way this kid's going to try to throw with mm-hmm. with eight seconds left. Yeah, he threw me. Threw me, heard a loud pop in my shoulder, and I laid there and I got pinned. Mm-hmm. And I, I come off the mat and I didn't even care about the loss. I cared about what the hell just happened to my shoulder. I was like, shit and I, I was in a lot of pain and uh went the back to the locker room kind of sat there thought about the loss for a second went to the trainer they're looking at my shoulder they're like oh i think you just sprained your your ac joint mm-hmm. fine we'll just put some tape on it some of that black tape i don't know what it's called yeah i was like all right I go out, wrestle the next match. I can, can't even move my right arm. Can't even move it. It's in so much pain. So I just hit a, a little shitty. Um, I never hardly hit a left-handed outside single, but I hit a little shitty. <laughs> hurried up, punched a wing, ran it, pinned this kid, come off the mat. Like I'm in fucking pain. Watts is like, you just wrestle that dude with one arm. I was like, I have a lot of pain. This is no joke. Mm-hmm. And at my next match after that, this kid was no slouch. I ended up pulling the match off by one, like barely wrestling. I don't know how, how the hell I did that. Um, finally, doctor, uh, there's a doctor there, good, good friends of Joe, and he followed my career. Um, through high school and, and then he was at the national tournament to watch me 
and he, he comes up to me and goes, you want a shot? I was like, yeah. He's like, he goes, because I got, I got some stuff out in the car. Let me go out and grab it. He's like, well, we'll shoot you up. He goes, we'll have to shoot you up. Like, so as soon as when you're about ready to go on the mat, he's like, we'll shoot you up and then you'll be ready to go. So he, he'd shoot me up with lidocaine. So I couldn't feel my, couldn't feel my shoulder at all. And I was kind of like, I was like, eh, is this really going to work? I was like, it's right. worth getting a shot. So when he gave me, gave me my shot when I was on, I was, I was on deck, he gave me my shot. I'm standing there with my buddy from Texas on my team. I'm kind of slowly trying to move my shoulder a little bit. And then all of a sudden I do a full freaking arm spin. And I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> I, I was like, I don't feel nothing. Let's do this. Yeah. So I I came all the way back and got third just off shots of lidocaine in my yeah. shoulder. Yeah. What's it feel like? Like, do you not just feel anything on your shoulder when you had that shot? Nothing. No. Not a thing. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. And third place, it was pretty impressive, too. Yeah, I was still cautious of it. I didn't try to get overextended on anything that I was doing with my right shoulder. Yeah. Um, I just tried to stay tight, close, close to my body, and um, every shot I took was close to my body. Um, Hand fighting wasn't overextending. I was coming in tight and close. But, yeah, we (laughs) – made it made it through the national tournament and come to find out I, I really fucked my shoulder up i was gonna ask what what was the final diagnosis i he goes he comes in so after wrestling season it took like two months to get in to see him he was so booked up wow <clears throat> same doctor and uh he was we were working at, i was working at plant fitness one day and he was in there too i'm over here doing pull-ups like crazy like full hang pull-ups just going to town and he comes over and he goes your shoulder's fine he's like I've been watching you do bench and I was like yeah but when I come across my body I'm like it hurts he's like he goes you're fine we'll, we'll do the MRI but I, I think you're fine so we do the MRI and shit and I cut, I'm in his office after a week or whatever however long it took and then he comes in he goes well, <laughs> there's three different things wrong with your shoulder. Which one do you want to pick? <laughs> I was like, shit, really? He's like, it's not that bad. Because, but it's kind of bad. And he's like, watch. He's like, watch this. He comes over, grabs my collarbone, my clavicle, and he just starts going like this, moving it back and forth. Mm-hmm. He goes, yeah, that's not supposed to happen. <laughs> So I read that that, that kind of ended your career. Yeah, it just wasn't the same. Like it still, still kind of bothers me to this day. And I like, right. um, definitely not to the extent like, so it was a rushed deal. Um, mm-hmm. Dr. Everberry knew that I committed to Warburg and I was, um, like going to be their guy. I was going to be the guy for them. Mm-hmm. That's that's 74 and he's like well we gotta we gotta get you back on the mat like we gotta get you back to training as quickly as possible and he talked to the indians 
Uh, he went to a conference and he talked to the Indians uh, baseball head doctor who does mm-hmm. shoulders all the time and was like, what is the best scenario for this guy to get back to training? What do, what do we got to do? Because what it was, the normal was six-month recovery. I'm out mm-hmm. six And Atterbury didn't want that. He's like, I want you back to training. Like, let's, let's do what we need to do. And mm-hmm. so I, he did a surgery where it's just a two-month recovery, and I was back to, back to going. But <laughs> – and that was kind of, it wasn't so much his doing. It was more like, I don't know, everybody's doing really. We all wanted, we all wanted the quick result. I kind of regret looking back. I kind of regret doing that. I wish I would have just said, you know, let me take six months off and heal and do it the right way mm-hmm. and then try to come back. But I, I jumped into it and yeah. It's, it's not, it was never the same. I was benching 355 before, uh, yeah. before I messed my shoulder up. And now I can, I struggle with freaking 225. Yeah. Yeah. And you had already used your red shirt year, you said at UNK. So like. Yeah. So we, th- yeah, we, put, we kicked her. I mean, I'd used the red shirt, but we kicked around the idea of a medical, but it was like, ah. Eh why why wait let's just if there's a way to speed up the process let's do it hmm. did you enroll and go to Wartburg at all then yeah yep yeah. i was, was only there until christmas yeah. right yep. and then i kind of just felt just defeated yeah yeah <laughs> but then i it was it was a thing of feeling defeated and also a thing of like all right let me weigh the let me weigh the what's out what's at stake here let me weigh this out i can continue to wrestle possibly mess mess my shoulder up or mess whatever else up even worse mm-hmm. like i there's no future in wrestling for me like i'm not gonna go try to be on the world team i'm not gonna go like do some crazy stuff later on in life. Like uh, my next step is to hopefully be a coach and do this. And, to, you know, I was like, do I want to be a cripple? Uh, do I like, do I want to have pain all the time? Do I want to be in pain every day for the rest of my life because mm-hmm. of some decisions I made that where it could have been differently if I would have just threw in the towel, hung it up. So, yeah, I, it was a tough decision at the time, but I was like, that's got to be done if I want to not be hurting for the rest of my life, which I heard all the day. I, I heard every day when I wake up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, yeah, man, that, that can't be an easy decision. It yeah. was not. No, it wasn't. It was hard to, hard to face, hard to face everybody and, and say it mm-hmm. when it happened. Yeah. Yeah, it's, um, I don't know, it's, it really messes with you coming. It's like you were in the wrestling world for so long, your whole life, training, competing, eating right, doing all the right stuff to be the best that you could be. Like, that was your life. Like, wrestling was your life. 
And then all of a sudden when it's gone, when you're not doing all that training and competing and all that stuff, like you come into the real world of working and paying bills and doing all that. And it's like, Oh, it's kind of like a mental shock. It's kind of like, what the hell? (laughs) This ain't right. Yeah. So what'd you do? How'd you handle that? Um, it was tough. I mean, it's tough to handle, but I took, I took some time away from wrestling and just try to focus on what am I good at now? What, who, how am I going to be defined now? Like I was defined as a, a wrestler as I was defined as this, you know, I wasn't defined as anything else. I mean, yeah, as a person, like who you are, your personality, stuff like that. But I, I wanted to be like, what, what kind of man am I going to be now? And that was kind of what I really, really focused on was like starting to help people out in the community, starting to, um, I was starting to kind of do a little helping in the wrestling world. Uh, my brother was wrestling at Lewis central. So I would go into their wrestling room and work with those guys and uh i improved i improved some of them immensely when i went in there and i always thought about i was like oh maybe i should try to get my coaching certificate maybe i should check because i was just kind of volunteering mm-hmm. I was like, maybe i should maybe i should stay i was like nah no let's let's step away for a little while and i moved out to connecticut for two years disappeared off the grid yeah i was gonna ask you about that too if you have time like i noticed that yeah i talked to alex thompson about that too yeah you you went out to connecticut and i didn't think you put it on facebook like all right i'm back as it almost like you did said like you just disappeared for yourself i don't know like what why why'd you do that or what well what you to connecticut in the first place <laughs> so covid was going on and I had an old teammate from Warburg that lived out there. Um, uh, There's a girl that I was chatting with. Um, I was laid off work because of COVID. I had two weeks off. And I was like sitting around the house the first week, just bored out of my mind, playing video games, watching movies. I'm like, fuck this. Like, <laughs> to do something <laughs> so I, was, uh, I don't know i just had a crazy thought i'm like i'm gonna hop in my fucking jeep and drive like halfway across the country and go to connecticut that's what i'm gonna do yep for a week i'm just gonna go do it so yeah i just hopped in and took off went drove all the way to connecticut during the pandemic all people all scared and whatever else and i uh i spent a week out there and it was calm it was cool i liked it i liked the trees stuff like that i was like hmm i started dating that girl after i visited her doing a long distance deal where we were kind of flying back and forth each month Mm -hmm. and then i was like what do you think about me moving there and she's like ah i mean it's up to you what do you want to do i was like nothing's holding me here i mean i got family and stuff but like i i'm not tied down i was like i can get a job out there i can i was like i just kind of want to 
I just kind of want to do something. I said, I want to kind of get away from here for a while. She's like, yeah, I don't care. So I, I, I moved out there and I packed my Jeep up one day and just went. Um, we lasted maybe like another, um, <laughs> another year or so after I moved out, there, maybe a year and a half. But uh, then I... I was on my ass out there. I didn't have any anywhere to stay. This is expensive to live out there. The traffic is horrific. I don't really? win Connecticut. Every day, every day on my way to whatever job site we were working on. I was building fences at the time. Whatever, whatever job site we were going to, it took like an hour and a half to get there. Where were, where'd you live at? I lived in, uh, when I first moved out there, I lived in Stratford, Connecticut. And then, uh, when we separated, I, uh, I had gotten a new job, uh, in a warehouse at a tile store. I was kind of in charge of the warehouse there, uh, just running forklift, doing tile delivery, stuff like that. Um, hmm. I told them I was living in a hotel and, um, asked him if he knew of any place, uh, that I could live. And then he, he put me up in a, like a apartment style hotel mm-hmm. for a month until his stepdad came to me and was like, Hey, I got an apartment in my basement and we'll yes. rent it. We'll rent it out to you and you can stay with us as a nice Italian family. So I was mm-hmm. living Italian lifestyle up there, getting <laughs> fat, drinking wine. Eating pasta. <laughs> Yeah, eating pasta, but that's that's not all I did. That's right. I I was out there, so I traveled. I mm-hmm. I would hang out in Vermont. I love Vermont. I could I could live there up in the mountains and the trees and never be bothered again and be happy. That's that's pretty amazing out there. And then um, New York City did some. Did some did some nights down in New York City, some days, nights, hanging out there. Um, been to Rhode Island uh, and Boston and, and New Hampshire, all that. But between New York City, I know everybody loves New York City. I, I like Boston. Boston's way better. City. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it was a great, great, great time. Great experience to be out there. And just living it like I had nobody to answer to. I could just hop in my Jeep and go wherever, whenever I wanted to. Um, I didn't have a crazy amount of money, but I worked for my money and I would just go. I was just living, just doing, doing whatever I could. I was like, I'm going to be out here. And then I had a buddy come visit me from Avoca, um, Tim Barr. He came out to visit me and. He, uh, he's like, man, this is great. This is, <laughs> he's like, I like this stuff. He's like, this is great. But he's like, you should come back home, man. Like, we miss you. <laughs> he's like, I get bored. Because <laughs> like, I'm, I'm kept up. I'm, I'm kept up in the house with the old lady. Uh, it's boring. We're like, just come back. So I was like, all right, I'll come back, you know, let me, let me come back. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I'll come back. Let's, let's see what happens. And then that's when I got people started 
hearing the rumor I'm coming back and that's when trainer contacted me and a few other places contacted me. Hey, you interested in coaching? You interested in doing this? Little kids program? I was like, hold up. I haven't even gotten back So I haven't even gotten back yet. Let me think. Let me think for a little while. Let me get back. Let me get some roots mm-hmm. back, put, put back in place before I make any decisions. Did you do any wrestling when you were out in Connecticut? Like, nope. You, nope, you weren't involved at all. I went to uh, a couple times, went to uh, Nick Newell. Uh, I went to his training facility. I don't know if you ever heard of Nick Newell. He was a no. uh, one-armed wrestler. And, oh, okay. And one-armed MMA fighter. Like he's, he's got, a, he's got, got a little a nub for an okay. arm. Yep. There's a movie out about him. Mm-hmm. Uh, cool dude. He's yeah. pretty cool. Yep. I, I only went in there a couple of times. Um, I wish I would have went in there a little bit more, but like mm-hmm. I said, I, I was ready to just kind of be separated from the sport for a little while. Try to find, find out, find out who I am. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah. Uh, um, I wish I had a few people out there ask me if I wanted to come in and help out with the little kids program or help out with this, you know, um, Fairfield university, they had their D one small D one. They, they asked me to come roll, but I, I said no to that too. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I was just right. Yeah, I just liked being away from it for a little while. Yeah. Yeah, I don't blame you. I mean, you put in all that time and effort and energy and also for it to end like that. Yeah, I could see why you, you didn't want to step away. You would want to step away and just be like, I'm just, I'm just done. Yep. Yep. I feel like a lot of guys do that. You know, they step away for a period of time. You know, did you ever think you'd get back into wrestling or did you think you were done? I knew that I would eventually. I knew I would come back and um, get into coaching. I had a, I've already, um, I shouldn't say I've already, but when I walked away from it, I had I had some college coaches reaching reach out to me, like uh, Jimmy Ross, who's down in Linwood. He's reaching out to me. Um, and who else? Um, Laura's coach was reaching out to me, TJ. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I was, I was like, no, I retired. I'm done. <laughs> did Did you even think for a sec? Like, did you even think when they messaged you, like, well, maybe, maybe, or were you? Did you know you were just? I did. I no, I was like, oh, man, I'd be, you know, that'd be a good good time, good experience. I'd I'd like to go down to Lindenwood or. I'd, <laughs> You know, Laura's Laura's wouldn't be bad, you know. And I was like, nah, nah, I got I can't been out too long. Yeah. I was like, yeah. Yeah. But no, I not to toot my own horn, but I still got it. Give me give me a little time to train. I still got it. I, yeah. I yeah. believe you. I mean, you're still rolling around now, so Right, yeah, but that's high school. I I roll around with oh. college guys over in season two, like mm-hmm. rolling around with my buddy Tim and Zeb Wall, and uh, um, they're the ninety-seven pounder at Iowa Western. He just won one national title. Uh, Brett Maurer, 
Oh, yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, were, we were rolling around one day, and I was, I was taking Zeb down, and Zeb <laughs> just beat the shit out of me. <laughs> and I was taking him down. I was like, hmm, I still, I still got it. <laughs> yeah, them Wall Brothers were tough. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah they're different, different animals, man. Like, yeah. Zeb said that um, his brother Henry was probably the best out of all of them. Really? Yeah. He said Henry was just an animal. I knew Blue was tough. Yeah, he said oh. Henry was tough. Hmm. He said Henry just didn't kind of, I don't know, didn't fall into place like like Blue and Zeb did. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. How about your brother? You know, speaking of brothers, what I mean, how yeah. did you work out? Um, he he qualified for state um, three years out of high school. He never placed. Um, he was also he he was in three A. Right. Um, three A guy. Um, definitely at some tough weight classes throughout his career. He was at some there were some hammers there. At his, yeah. But uh, no, he. He wrestled really well, competed well. Um, had some, there were some questionable times where I was like, oh, "What's going on?" Like, what? That's why my senior year. I mean, I was in college all the all the other years of his high school career. So his senior year, when I came back, I mean that that was he was having a little bit of a rough first start of the year, and I was like, uh, "Let me let me step in and." see if I can help him but we didn't get along like that like he was kind of stubborn and wouldn't let me help him and the way I wanted to help him was just kind of beating on him and pushing him (laughs) you know but I was I was able to help him a little bit and um didn't get the finish that he wanted to it stayed got beat out but um he always just kind of he he told me something his senior year and I wish he would have told me it sooner because it, I don't know, it kind of bothered me. He was just like, he goes, I, I always have everybody say, Oh, you're, you're Cody Kingery's little brother. You're, you're the, like, that's how they look at me. Like I said, that has nothing to do. I, I had to tell him this. I said, this, this is your school. This is your time. I didn't go to central. I said, this is, this is your school. I said, then my career has, should have no effect on your career. Like you make your own name. It doesn't have to be anything involved with me. And that, I don't know, that kind of bothered me. Um, like wish he would have came to me sooner about that. So we could have had that talk when he was a little bit younger coming in as a freshman and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I told him, I was, I'm like, I was like, I told him I was nothing. I said, I was nothing special, nothing, nothing big. No, no major state four time state champ, anything like that. As I said, I was just a competitor. That's all. That's all that anybody needs you to be too. just go out and battle and compete. But, um, yeah, he tried to wrestle in college, but his senior year, he herniated this disc in his lower back yeah. and he tried, he did, he got, he had surgery, had back surgery, uh, at 18 and tried, tried to wrestle in college, but it, same thing. It was too much of a pain and mm-hmm. 
too much where he just couldn't couldn't keep wrestling. But he stayed as a part of the team. Um, he'd still show up to practice every day and still was there, still participated. And um, he was happy and content with that. Yeah, where did he go to college? Iowa Western too. He went to he went to Iowa Western. Now, right now, he's at he's at Ames. I think he's got he's got months. He's got months left. He's yeah. he's in construction engineering. So nice. He's yeah. at state. Yep. Nice. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Did you? So you never felt you never felt that with your accolades and how well you did that you know that you're Cody Kingery and that's his brother. That was not really crossed your mind. No, no, never, never crossed my mind. Um, and I, yeah, I, like I said, I had accolades and I just never really boasted about them or cared enough to go about like, yeah, they, I was proud of myself for what I achieved, but I, I mean, all, all in all, you're still just a, just a person, you know, and you you were a tough competitor and, um, people, people will remember you, but usually they kind of forget about it and move on type of stuff. So mm-hmm. well, my goal is with this podcast is that they remember you forever, you know, yeah. always come yeah. back to you and be like, Hey, I remember that kid. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I, I have, I've had that already happen to me with, uh, I don't know about if, you know, pin doctors at all. You yeah. Them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah Swafford he's he's kind of he's a cool guy and he reached out to me one time and was like I remember watching you when you were a kid man when he used to he was I was a Minneapolis guy like when we had we had Stephen Holloway I remember watching you guys wrestle when you guys were kids and I was like mm-hmm. who the hell is this kid because you used to give him you used to give him like the toughest match at at, at tournaments when you guys were kids mm-hmm. and I was like who the hell and that's when I kind of became a fan you know that's when I started following you I was like, I was like, yeah, I, I appreciate that. Like, that's really cool. It's cool that people do remember you. Yeah, and yeah, I mean, they probably remember you. He does specifically because no one really touched. You know, I mean, they they did, but like Stephen Holloway was a stud, and so yeah, somebody wrestled him tough. Uh-huh. Yeah, they probably like, who the hell is this kid? Right. Yeah, he was tough. He's from the opposite side of the state. I mean, you're on the west side. He's on the east side. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. he was so tough. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was amazing just kind of watching him grow up and still kind of being friends with him along the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, now, now my goal after doing all the competing and stuff now as a coach, your goal is to have accolades and to have uh career as a coach be known as a coach and that's kind of my goal now that's that's my drive now is mm-hmm. okay i did the athlete part now i want to build athletes let me let's see if i can do that mm-hmm. let's see if uh, now there's a new challenge ahead and that's what i'm that's what i'm striding for yeah yeah and you're at trainer correct yeah yeah i'm at trainer and uh last year so Trainer doesn't have a, a wrestling background. They they're not known for wrestling. They've always been a basketball town. Mm. Everybody, yeah, the basketball and football, and so the wrestling has always struggled there. It's always like they've had very good athletes come through, very tough competitors, but 
if I think if they would have just had that coach or had that edge mm-hmm. that they could have started doing something, but they've only ever had three state qualifiers in their entire mm-hmm. history of the school. Wow. Like that's the most at once that they've qualified was three. Mm-hmm. The highest placing wrestler in school history got third place. And I think that was back in the nineties. And so this year we actually made school history. We, really? we qualified six to state. Dang. Wow. And, um, my heavyweight, uh, I worked with since July, um, he got third. He was one second away, one point away from state finals. Lost to Lisbon, Lisbon's heavyweight White Smith. Oh, yep. Okay. Damn. Yeah. So you're making it a wrestling Yeah, sport. it was crushing. It's impressive. I mean, yeah. sorry, what did you say? It was yeah, crushing? I'm hoping, hoping to try to turn <laughs> Yeah, yeah, him him losing was crushing. Yeah. Yeah. He uh he stormed out of the arena and lost sight of him and he came back to me and tears in his eyes and kind of smiled at me and said I was this close. <laughs> I was like, Yeah, yeah. And when it comes to coaching, the highs are the highs and the lows are the lows, man. It's way different than being out there and competing, sitting there in the corner and having no control, like just being able to sit there and yell and try to hope they do this right thing that you're yelling at them. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, shit. It's, a, it's way – I get way more nervous in the corner. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, it's bad. It's bad. <laughs> But no, yeah, I'm I'm trying to help turn that around, and we got the right people set in place to make that happen. And mm-hmm. they actually just hired a new AD, who was a Warburg guy back in the day, um, wrestled for Warburg. Uh, AJ AJ Shup, his name's AJ Shup. We just they just hired him as a new AD and big wrestling guy. So now it's kind of, kind of, kind of in our favor a little bit. Yes. Yes. That that's, that's very important. You know, having administration support. Mm -hmm. Nice. All right. How many guys you got coming back? We're losing three seniors. We had, so I don't know what happened, but we, there used to be like 30 guys on the team. Mm -hmm. Last year, I think 22 of them didn't go out or something crazy like that. Like, I forgot the number. Yeah. Uh, And so this year, we only had like 12 or 13 guys. Wow. And half of them made it to state, though. Yep. Wow. Yep. And out of those 12 or 13, we're only losing, losing three. And two of them were state qualifiers. Well, state qualifier, state placer, one of them state qualifier. We're getting um, – so that's – we're getting four state qualifiers back, and one of them being a freshman who is um, – I'm excited for his career because he just started wrestling in eighth grade. Really? And already, qual- already qualified for state? He's a, he's a hammer. He is a hammer. 
Yeah, I'm super, super stoked to be a part of his career. Super excited because I told him and I continue to tell him and preach to him because he gets down on himself after he loses some tough matches and he's he's in the mix. He's doing the right stuff. He just doesn't know the right positioning at times, but he comes off the mat all pissed off and wanting to run away. You know, and I grab him I'm like, dude, relax. It's okay. We need this kind of stuff and we need to learn this stuff because you have to remember these guys have been wrestling their whole life. You've been wrestling for, this is your second year. So remember that, like, remember the scrap that you're giving these guys for only being your second year of wrestling. How are you, how are you able to do that? Like, was that your mentality too, when you were wrestling and you got beat was to run away. And now you've kind of changed to be able to help those kids that. Yeah. Yep. I always needed this. I needed my space. I was always wanting to, I remember at the, my senior year at the council Bluffs classic, I, I broke a door in the arena. <laughs> like I was running so hard and fast. I just yeah. blew that thing wide open. Yeah. I, yeah. I was always wanting to just run, run, get away, have my space. Let me cool down. Let me think over before mm-hmm. I did anything else before I talked to anybody, anything. Cause when you just lose and you come off of that, like that stuff doesn't sink in what they're telling you, but right. uh, but now I try to, I try to grab them and say, breathe. Like I talk, talk them down first, let breathe. Let me say a few things to you. And if you want to go, go. Wow. Where'd you learn that? How'd you learn that? Just natural. Like just kind of, I, I wouldn't say natural, just kind of off old experiences, you know? Yeah. Yeah, seeing it, seeing it happen. Like when I was competing, when I was an athlete, I still watched like the way coaches were doing things. Like I always used to watch how Joe did things and we had a little code system, you know, I was known for pinning dudes. Like I had a hundred, I was 119 pins throughout high school. 170 wins, I think. And 119 were pins. Yeah. So (laughs) Joe, so the kid would pick down and I just, I'd look over in the corner at Joe to see the confirmation to see if, so Joe would go like this or just go like this. (laughs) If they pick down and be like, keep wrestling or just, just. (laughs) Nice. Uh, what, a, what an awesome coach, too, to have in your corner, you know. Right, yeah. And like I said, as an athlete, like, I definitely paid a lot of attention to everything that he did. Um, the other coaches that we had in the room, even when I was in college, I paid a lot of attention to um, my college coaches. And even the, the wrong ways, like, paid attention. Like, whoa, yeah. that's kind of questionable. Why the hell, why the hell are you doing it like that? Yeah. And, so you, like you're not only a student of their their training and technique and all that, but student of their actions, student of how they um, portray themselves and how they coach and talk to their athletes. I guess that's very self aware of you. You know, 
to be doing that as an athlete, you know, because a lot of times you're you're focused on yourself or you're focused on what they're saying to get better and whatnot. Mm-hmm. You're sitting here soaking in like what a good coach is, really. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And why'd you say it didn't work out at, at Carney? Because you went there first for a year. That's yeah. Yeah. Um, and they they had a local like like the local legend coaching as an assistant there, uh, Dalton Jensen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was a he's a pretty tough guy. And yeah. I was like, oh that's 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 kind of cool, you know. He's an Iowa guy because mm-hmm. I also had Nebraska look at me. Oh, um, really? Nebraska. Yeah, yeah. I, I went on like four visits there. Joe was really pushing me for Nebraska. He wanted to see me in Nebraska. Yeah. Um, but uh, I didn't want to sit there and spend forty thousand dollars a year. And Carney offered me a really good deal and. That was, you know, we didn't have a whole lot of money. So that was kind of what I was banking off of was yeah. who's going to offer me the best deal. So, yeah, I went to went to Kearney and I really liked it at first. I liked it a lot. Um, great. Uh, it was Mark Bauer was my head coach there. Mm-hmm. Now Dalton, Dalton Jensen's the head coach with Andrew Sorensen, which is, I think, I probably would have stayed if that change happened, if I knew about it. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't know anything about it. It was just kind of, it was weird with Bauer and it was, it's kind of a weird fit with the team. The team was very clicky, very preppy, like dudes on the team at the time. Like, and if you, I don't know if you weren't fitting in, like they weren't hanging out with you. And I never came from anything like that. I didn't, I never experienced anything like that. I'm like, the hell? (laughs) Even on the freaking national team for Fargo and stuff, we weren't like that. Yeah. We weren't clicky. Like we'd have, we'd, if, if, if if any problems came about, we'd just start boxing in the freaking bit. We'd start (laughs) beating each other up. And laughing about it and having a good time. Like it wasn't clicky at all. Yeah. So that was just weird for me. I was like, I was like, ah, I don't know. I, I think I'm just going to, I just messaged Coach Watts at Western. I was like, hey, messaged him one day. I was like, hey, does my offer still stand? He goes, yep. So that's all. That's it. That's all it took. Mm-hmm. And that's understandable, you know, like sometimes, yeah, you just, when you get there, things just aren't what they were or what they seemed like they were going to be. Right. Yep. But yeah, um, I think you would have, I'd like to say, or I'd like to think you would have liked Andrew Sorensen. He brought kind of a hard work farm boy mentality from North, North central Iowa and just really personable, you know, yeah, he seems that way. Yeah, I I like like watching him. Like I still I still watch from time to time. Watch I still watch where I came like or where I started at. Watch yeah, car. yeah, I pay attention. Yeah. yeah, did you pay attention to Iowa Western this year at the yeah yeah, yeah I was there actually. So we we actually. We didn't get as many guys as we hoped for, but we actually got a bunch of guys like our 
some guys back from uh, some old alumni, like from back in the day. Um, we we all went to the nationals and sat up in the stands and cheered everybody on. It's kind of cool. Um, mm-hmm. And I've been around the program since it started at Iowa Western. Like when Watts moved up here, like they were coming to Underwood to practice because they didn't have a practice room set up yet. I'm no kidding. Yep. How long ago was that? I feel like I was back when right, right. I want to say right around my like eighth grade freshman year. Dang, they're tough. Yep. Iowa Western's tough. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, they've, they've come a long way real quick. Yeah, Watts Watts um started out in Georgia. Watts was Watts went to high school at Davenport Assumption, wrestled at UNI, wrestled for Laura's. Tough, tough dude. He's mm-hmm. real dude. Like he's he's a bionic man now. Like he's got so many <laughs> so many different parts and pieces in him. Like he just can't stop wrestling. Like he loved wrestling. He loves it. And he always wants to get on the mat and wrestle with all of us, knowing like some of us are a little too big to mm-hmm. wrestle. He don't care. He's getting <laughs> out there. He's had Tommy John surgery, shoulder, both shoulders, both knees, hip surgery. He's gonna have another hip surgery. Just... <laughs> Man. He's young too. He's like in his late like like he's like 38 or something, 37, 38. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> When you're saying he rolled around with guys who might have been a little bit too big, are you referring to yourself? Um, he he admitted it to me. He, yeah. he goes, yeah, he goes, I don't, he goes, I'll, I'll get on top of you. He goes, I'll put the legs in on you. <laughs> he, goes, he goes, you're too big to wrestle now. Because he used to come sometimes in high school and um, stuff like that. He'd show up to a practice or something and beat the crap out of me. Mm-hmm. For fun, I don't know. I don't know why, don't know why he was there. <laughs> Show up and beat up on me, and and then uh, yeah, he's. I think he he didn't wrestle me my freshman. Or, yeah, my first year I wasn't either. He didn't really wrestle me, but yeah, my second year. I'll I'll admit my second year I was I was a lot bigger than I am now. I was huge coming in. I was weighing like one eighty five just jacked like i just spent all summer working out like lifting weights i didn't wrestle at all didn't didn't get on the mat once during the summer he kept trying to get me to come in and do drill workout and i was like nah i was actually thinking about quitting after my freshman year at i western just because just because of the shitty deal i had that happened to me at nationals and stuff i was like ah like maybe I maybe I don't belong in the sport anymore. Maybe I should just quit and be a student. And I just I don't know. I just lifted all summer, hung out with friends, and I came back. I was enrolling classes and stuff. I told them I'd come in and work out with the guys. I'm like I'm gonna come in, work out with the guys, and um, that's about it. He's like, okay, so. Coming in, rolling, rolling with guys. Nobody was beating me in practice. Not one person. Like, and he had some tough recruits come in that year, and nobody was taking me down. No one was. So he pulls me in his office <laughs> after after one of the roll rounds, and he's like, "You're not quitting. You're fucking. You're wrestling this year." I was like, "All right, all right." 
Yeah. I was yeah. I was wondering when that when that tide changed a little bit when you were like, all right, I still got it. I, I that fire's still there. Yeah, it's still there. <laughs> yeah, but I was big. I, I remember um, his assistant, Kevin Kevin Olson. He's a Georgia boy. He moved back down to Georgia. But I remember I was a seventy four pounder, and he he would constantly tell me all season. He's like, "You are." a big 174 pounder he's like you are huge compared to these guys you're wrestling he's like it's crazy <laughs> yeah so that was a good feeling too yeah. hate right. to say it but that was probably my prime really yeah. that year, your second year at iowa western yeah really out of all the years like even when you were at underwood and got second at state you know um yeah i think so because i mean i don't know i just developed a certain train of thought and certain method that just a lot of guys could not stop like at the whole national tournament nobody could escape nobody got out from bottom unless i let them out unless i let them up and it was crazy just i was at a whole new level that year yeah. How come, how do you have, I should have asked this earlier. You have cauliflower in one ear, but not the other. That was right-handed. Oh. Uh, right-handed shots all the time. Right-handed high crotch, right-handed outside single. Never really with my left hand. And if it was, it was a shock to guys. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, all right-handed shots. Hmm. And a senior and a senior punching me in the ear every day at practice. <laughs> Is that Matt? Did you say his name was Matt? No, it was uh, um, Drake Fanslaw. Oh, Drake. Okay. Yeah. What are you doing now? I, I didn't ask you that. What are you up to now? Besides, you know, being an assistant at trainer. Um, I'm in the electrical field, so I do electrical work. Okay. Are yep. you German? No, not yet. No. Uh, I'm working towards it, maybe. Yeah, I'm kind of working towards it. And I also just recently on a win, uh, start going through the uh, Omaha Police Department process. Hiring. Really? Yep. Wow. Good luck to that. Yeah. We'll that or what's that consist of? Um, well, my first step was taking a, a test. Um, I passed the written test with a 90. Then... Um, from there, you go on to do a physical test, and it's a course, and you have like three minutes and 50-some seconds to complete it. It's a whole obstacle course, and I did it in 59 seconds. And they were like, oh, okay. Yeah, okay. So then <clears throat> what's next then after that? Next, I have to take some – adult basic education test that's like three hours long um i did the background check information um then there's a polygraph and there's a psych eval and i think that's about it then you're in the academy wow yeah a lot of stuff yeah is that so what what is that kind of what you're leaning towards or are you just Doing I did it, it on a, I did, I did it on a whim. Like I was like, oh, let's let's see, let's see what happens here. Let's just kind of experiment with this. But 
<laughs> but now as we're going through it and I'm kind of like, I've always had an interest in it. Like detective stuff, like always interests me and stuff. Yeah. I watch, I watch those kind of shows. And, but uh, now we're getting closer to it. I'm like, I think this is something I can do. So why not give it a shot? Thanks again for listening to this episode of the Let's Talk Wrestling podcast. Special thanks to my guest, Cody Kingery, for taking the time to sit down and chat with me. Cover art created and designed by Kristen Gill. Please feel free to rate, comment, and subscribe to this podcast. You can also check me out on Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, and my brand new Facebook page to hear more of my content. And don't forget, check out my website at letstalkwrestlingpodcast.my.canva.site. And as always, be sure to tune in to hear the next guest of the Let's Talk Wrestling Podcast. Take care. See you next time. Oh shit!